I am Johnny Massacre and welcome to the Johnny Massacre Show. This is the Wednesday Night Massacre. On tonight's show, R. Kelly has been convicted in his sexual abuse trial. Who's fucking with me? Give me a hell yeah! So this news is blowing up right now on the internet. R. Kelly guilty. He's going to be put away behind bars. Let's see what is going on. We're going to head on over to the YouTubes where they say R. Kelly found guilty on all charges in racketeering and sex trafficking case. This is a breaking news massacre, friends, and this will be dominating the news cycle for quite a while to come. Check it out jury in the federal trial of R. Kelly has found the singer guilty of racketeering based on sexual exploitation of children, kidnapping and forced labor. They also found him guilty of violating all eight counts of the Mann Act, a sex trafficking statute. That verdict comes after weeks of testimony from some 50 witnesses. He faces potentially decades in prison. Let's go right to NBC's Stephanie Gosk outside the courthouse in Brooklyn. Stephanie, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Lester. This is a man who was once dubbed the king of R&B. He wrote that song, I Believe I Can Fly. He won three Grammys from, from it. It was an, an anthem of sorts in the mid-90s, now going to prison potentially for decades. One charge of racketeering, as you said, other eight charges of sex trafficking. And you might hear racketeering and think, isn't that for mafia bosses? But this was part of a unique strategy on the part of federal prosecutors to introduce sexual assault allegations that were well outside the statute of limitations. And at the center of this case, Lester, was the story of Aaliyah, a pop singer who many people know died tragically in a plane crash in 2001. According to testimony, she met R. Kelly when she was just 12 years old. A witness, a compelling witness for the prosecution said that she actually walked in on R. Kelly performing a sex act with Aaliyah when she was either 13 or 14 years old. We then heard from one of his employees that at the age of 15, he bribed an official in Illinois to get a fake ID so that Aaliyah could marry R. Kelly at the time, who was 27, because he suspected Aaliyah may be pregnant, and if they married, she could not actually give any testimony against him in a statutory rape charges. But it concludes dozens of, of witnesses coming forward with depraved allegations of abuse, physical, emotional, sexual, a number of alleged victims. And as you said, this was a trial that lasted weeks, but prosecutors argued that this was actually something that was decades in the making. His defense over the course of the trial tried to portray the victims in this case as out opportunists who were looking for money and fame. But very clearly here in the end, the jury decided the prosecution had made its case, Lester. Wow, that's, that's, that's some good reporting there. So this is some, this is some crazy, crazy news. This guy has won multiple Grammys for fuck's sake and he, they allege that this abuse has been going on throughout his whole career and and that R. Kelly had been abusing Aaliyah do you remember that R&B singer from the 90s since she was 12 years old this is crazy crazy stuff I didn't even know this and apparently R. Kelly might have gotten her pregnant so he tried to forge a fake ID so that they could get married when she was 15 so he wouldn't get done for knocking up a minor so this looks like it's been going on for a very long time 
indeed. Now, unfortunately, from all of this, I thought we could all pay our respects to the victims and give our thoughts to them who are abused by this monster. But unfortunately, the media is now exploiting these sexually abused girls in order to push their narrative of systemic oppression against black women. Never let a crisis go to waste, especially for the radical Marxist left. So I came across this absolutely insane article over on The Guardian. This is the narrative that they're now trying to weave to exploit these sexually abused young girls. They say, if society valued black women and girls, convicting R. Kelly wouldn't take so long. For decades, Kelly hid his predatory behavior in plain sight and people did nothing. They say on The Guardian, after a six-week trial, R&B megastar R. Kelly has been convicted of nine counts of racketeering and sex trafficking and now faces decades in jail. Over the course of the trial, several of Kelly's victims recounted harrowing testimony of the abuse they suffered at the singer's hands, starting when many of them were just teenagers. Although a guilty verdict is the best possible outcome in this horrific situation, I can't help but think about all the other adults who failed these black girls along the way and how long it took the justice system to deliver this reckoning. For over two decades, serious allegations of sexual abuse and inappropriate contact with minors have followed the Grammy Award-winning singer, whose real name is Robert Sylvester Kelly. Why did no one do anything about it? The answer is simple and twofold. First, Kelly was a superstar. Second, society simply doesn't value black girls' lives. Now... This is absolute bullshit. We had George Floyd. Okay, he died wrongly. He shouldn't have died like that. But he was a criminal. And the whole world in various countries were rioting because they valued his lives so much. They even had a George Floyd mural over in Afghanistan, for fuck's sake, which the Taliban did paint over recently. So you cannot tell me that people don't value black people's lives. In modern Man, in the 90s, I grew up in the 90s, even then... Black people were the main superstars of the world, like R. Kelly, and we all looked up to them. So you can't tell me that no one values black people's lives. So the media are now spinning this right now. In my opinion, this has nothing to do with abuse of black women because they're black. The majority of women, black women who are abused are actually abused by black men. I do have the statistics. So do black men go around thinking, oh, I'm going to abuse this girl because she's black? No, of course they don't. Black communities make up 13% of the US population and yet disproportionately commit over half of the violent crime, including sexual abuse. And according to a report from the National Center for Victims of Crime, black women are 2.5 times more likely to be murdered by men than white women are. In the overwhelming majority of these cases, 92%, the person who killed them knew their victim. 56% of these homicides were committed by a current or former intimate partner. Nearly all, 92% of these killings were intraracial, which means that they were committed by a black man against a black woman. Now that's to do with murder. As far as sexual assault goes, I think it's fair to say that it's going to be quite similar. So the reason why black women are obviously overrepresented in sexual abuse cases is the same reason black people are overrepresented in all crime statistics in the United States. And in my opinion, this is due to the high amount of black fatherlessness in the black communities, which obviously destroys these communities, something which Black Lives Matter is encouraging, trying to dismantle the nuclear family, their words, not mine. So the abuse of 
black women is not to do with systemic biases against black women as much as it is the cultural norms in those communities of spiraling single motherhood. Partly incentivized by a government drip of welfare, one of the left's main policies. I'm not against welfare, by the way per se, but we will get into that another day. So in my opinion, until we realize the root cause of these problems affecting black girls, then violence against black girls will continue. Just don't let the news spin this isolated case of rape to suit their political narrative. Even a subject such as rape, the mainstream media will exploit for their own gain. R. Kelly's case is unique. It's an extraordinary case of the likes we rarely ever see and doesn't represent the average sexual abuse case. It is unique and it's all to do with Hollywood and the entertainment industry. Epstein and Weinstein spring to mind. A powerful rich celebrity using their wealth and power to create a trafficking ring. It's an isolated case and not part of a systemic problem. The only systemic problem here is the entertainment industry. Power and money equals corruption and abuse. And that's what you're seeing here. And this is a problem within elite power circles where there is, of course, high potential for abuse. If you blame this on racism, you're stupid because it is black on black. Now, I don't want to talk about this bullshit. I want to talk about the poor girls who are abused here because we have failed them as a society. That's what I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about how this is all because of systemic oppressions. But no, the mainstream media is making this all about something to excite and radicalize potential voters, which is awful. The mainstream media are therefore making this worse. They are exploiting these people who are Kelly abused, looking for confirmation bias for their own politics. The reason this... Re- this abuse goes unreported is because women are trapped in an abuse cycle, not because the system won't listen to them because of racism. It's not because of systemic oppression or racism. I have friends who are abused in domestic violence. I know about this shit because I've helped them out. And women keep silent because they're afraid their abuser will harm them. They also form a symbiotic relationship with the abuser and they end up feeling comfortable in the relationship when abuse is normalized. See Stockholm syndrome. This case with R. Kelly has nothing to do with the system of systemic oppression. If anything, these newspapers reporting on the issue are partly to blame, in my opinion. What have these newspapers covered up over the years? They're silent on Epstein now, all of them. Where are the exposés on Epstein? Oh, right, there aren't any. So that looks pretty systemic to me in the newspapers. Too long, didn't read. Beware of these articles you're going to see saying that this abuse is not because of R. Kelly and a problem within elite circles. The problem is to do with systemic oppression because these articles are smoke screens covering up those news outlets' own shady practices. If black women are in communities with elevated crime statistics, they will be overrepresented in all crime statistics, including sexual abuse. So, if we educate children to stay in school, get a job before getting married, and then have children, these crime statistics will go away generally, in my opinion. But nothing will stop these high-profile sexual abuse cases because they are isolated incidents. Now, what about R. Kelly's friends? Where were they during all this abuse? Who has R. Kelly collaborated with? R. Kelly has collaborated with Lady Gaga, Justin Bieber, Ja Rule, Ashanti, Jay-Z, who's, who's a hero of Black Lives Matter and a champion of Black Lives Matter, Celine Dion. 
all of R. Kelly's friends are leftists and basically Guardian readers. So I guess newspapers like Guardian themselves are guilty because they didn't report on this over the years. So when R. Kelly's streams are banned, let's also ban Guardian, Jay-Z, Justin Bieber and Beyonce as R. Kelly's enablers. I'm Johnny Masker, and if you're just joining us, we are discussing R. Kelly being convicted in his sexual abuse case. But if you've been watching from the beginning, stop your grinning and drop your linen, donate some cash, and let's keep winning. Streamlabs.com forward slash Johnny Massacre. The more you donate, the more of these videos you are going to get. Now, it looks like we might have had a little donation since last night, so I'm just going to read out your name. We have... We have Lan who donated $50. She says, I'm in mourning. What is up, Lan? Are you all right? Thank you so much, Lan. Appreciate it. We've got 43 hours to go to make $364 to hit the $1,500 mark. Can we make just over $300? Massacre friends, this is an appeal for your support. If you do give generously, I'm going to go wild and crazy. And that is something we all want to see. So I think it is time for tonight's music finisher. Finish him. Tonight, I have got for you a song called I Didn't Mean to Turn You On by Sherelle, if that's how you pronounce it.
That was I Didn't Mean to Turn You On by Sherelle. I've been joining Massacre and you better be back for the next episode. Otherwise, I'll be coming around your ass. Please make sure to like and subscribe and hit that notification bell because that is what all those other cunts tell you to do. Layers.